Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Every day we wake up to the same ugly picture of a broken society eating each other up in a struggle for existence. While the vessels are sitting in their fancy office and fixing their death fucking times, they're letting Gorilla to run down on a filthy street, consuming the mind of the innocent Jew, making them a slave to religion and false rules. While poverty rises, while every right is being taken away from us, that is a fucked up creation of mankind. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 173 of Getting It Out podcast. That was Eternal Struggle from Israel. The song was called Manifesto.1, and it's off of their upcoming LP, Year of the Gun. It is due out June 4th. It's produced by Brian Mitz Daniels, who you may know from Madball. It is coming out via Upstate Records in the U.S. and Demons Run Amok Entertainment in the European market. Check that one out. I had Ori, the vocalist, on the podcast quite a few episodes ago, not too long ago. It was within the year, and we had a re- really cool conversation. He gave a, a totally different perspective than I for a lot of things, uh, but this record is very strong. It's quite the de- debut LP, 
and I think you all will be as pleased with it as I am. You can go pre-order that right now at coldcutsmerch.com where you will find plenty of other great stuff from Upstate Records including the new Departed and the Marauder Minus Years record as well. Okay, now that you've been given your shopping list, why don't I fill you in on what's happening on this episode, though I suspect you already know. I've got an interview with Scott Krause and Daniel Austin of Tooth & Claw. they got a new record coming out on Good Fight Music. It's called Dream of Ascension. It's awesome. We're going to tell you all about it in this episode, and I'm sure you can't wait to hear it. So let's play the greatest crossover thrash band ever from New Jersey that exists in 2021, Hot Zone. Yeah, what's good, all you bitches and bitches? It's the illustrious Hot Zone back at it again with another podcast intro. They said, oh, you want to do a podcast intro for the Get It Out podcast? said, oh, shit, I got to write a rap first, don't I? They said, no, you don't got to write a rap first. The hardcore podcast said, all right, I think I can maybe make that happen. Let's see what we can do. Kick it. Make family out of friends, make friends out of enemies Peace to my family, make friends till they bury me All the places we've been, we're never sitting it out We be getting it in, why you getting it out? I said all the places we've been, we're never sitting it out We be getting it in, why you getting it out? Get it out! Alright motherfuckers, you're in the right place at the right time Rest in peace, J Money, and LFTW forever! All right, ladies and gentlemen, so most importantly, let's talk about the NBA playoffs. They're coming up soon. I know you don't care, but I sure do. I'm a little disappointed in this season, only for one thing. My man Joel Embiid is not going to get the credit that he deserves. He's going to be second team on like everything, which doesn't make any sense when you look at the year he's had. But that's the way it shakes out. And that's just the way it is. All right. So he's going to have to go and win a championship to make up for all that. And which he will do. I mean, probably not. But I'm trying this whole optimism thing with uh, with Philadelphia sports instead of the pessimistic approach I usually take. Which is the exact same approach I am taking with gettingitout.net. It is still on the horizon. I promise you. It's coming. I've seen it. I've mentioned this in past episodes. It's happening. We're going we're gonna to have a website one day, someday. Over the Rainbow, where only, I don't know, what happens with that song? You know, when I was a kid, like 12 or 13, maybe 14, Jesus, that seems so young now. Anyway, I used to sing this song whenever I would smoke pot. I would walk around with my friends in the woods, and I would sing this song by myself, to myself, and it went, On the good ship, lollipop, where gum drops, our raindrops, and the bonbons play, the candy canes say, Walking in a winter wonderland. Now, I don't know how I still remember that song. Is that, do, do, am I combining songs there? I know that's several parts, or maybe it's just two parts of one song. I don't know, but that's the only way I remember that song. That's it. That's the only way. I, and, I, and I don't know why I would ever remember that. But it always goes in that order, and that's the way it works. And that is what happens when you do drugs while you're still in puberty, which is a perfect segue to a couple of guys who I'm uh, just assuming don't have any prepubescent pot stories uh, to compete with mine. Scott Krause, who you may know from Earth Crisis, from Sect, from other things, and Daniel Alston, who you may know from Die Young, and probably something else, (laughs) who are now playing 
in Tooth and Claw. So no need to delay. Let's just get into this right now. First, I want to play you a track by Tooth and Claw. This one has been out for a couple of weeks, and I bet you like it already, but you're going to hear it again. It's called Your Crucifixion. It's off Dreams of Ascension, and you're going to love it. fellas it is uh tuesday night right it's tuesday night when whatever time zone you're in i assume because it isn't mine i'm si- i'm central i yeah. think you guys are on the same yeah. one yes it's seven seven my on, on my end yeah good all right well um i sometimes i do these like this with phones sometimes i do them skype sometimes they're with video um so being that like i know who you guys are I know what you guys look like, so I would like for you to tell me what you think I look like. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, I, I mean, a, how, that's, I that's, mean you're, you're in your, you're in your, what, your mid-30s? I am, yeah. Good good start. Uh, do you have a shaved head? <laughs> Not because I want to. Do you, do you, yeah, do you yeah. wear New Balance yeah, yeah. and cargo shorts? <laughs> Ah uh, man, I gave that look up a little while ago, but I oh, good for you, good for you. I I did just go running in a pair of New Balance, yeah. so there is a pair of New Balance across the room, but they're running shoes, so it's a little different. <laughs> I want to guess you have a large assortment of, of assorted uh, camouflage items in your closet. I don't, I don't, I can't tell you. If that <laughs> I I gave that up way too long ago. I mean, I mean, maybe it's maybe I should get back into it. I don't know. 
Yeah, oh yeah. You guys are pretty close. Camo. You're pretty close. Actually, what I would tell you guys that I look like is if you two had a baby. That's what I look like. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, 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 what we have to announce to you is we are having a baby. Yeah? Is it me? (laughs) Am I adopted? A total total love child. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to look like exactly like you. Well, this sounds like it's a good family already. We're all getting along great. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Scott and I are having a baby. That means everyone in the hardcore scene is going to hate it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It'll be the most hated baby in the hardcore scene. What is is that maybe what Tooth and Claw is? Is Tooth and Claw a, a baby of yours, and that could be what's hated? Yeah, in a way it is. Yeah. In a way it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I don't I, think I hated don't yet, but we, you know, just give it a little time. Give it a little time. Yeah, you got to give it a minute. Yeah, <laughs> not not enough people have heard it yet. It's got to hit that right yeah. that certain mark of of. Hatred, you know. Well, I gotta tell you guys, I've I've heard it, and oh boy, people are really gonna hate it because it is awful. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We've been wondering why don't people like you know? It's like there's not enough buzz about this. It's like because not enough people hate it. That's why and we're like we need yeah, some we haters. Need hate. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't do anything. Yeah, we didn't do anything too wrong. I guess so. Oh, there's time. Enough hate. There's time. You'll, yeah. you'll fuck up. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> so uh, be, before we really dive into a one last important question, um, other than what you think I look like, do you guys know how to grow grass really well? Because we're trying to grow grass really well, and you guys are all, um, you know, environmentalist types. So what what do I do to grow this grass better? Yeah, you, you have to talk to the dad over there. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep it really wet. I, I've I've lived in a couple houses where we've had to, like, you know, strip the lawns out and completely regrow them. It's a constant watering process. Always has to be wet. Okay. That's good to know. But not Very. too wet. It, it's not too wet. You know what I mean? It can't be soaked, but it's got to always be wet. Though. Can I get, like, a wet meter or something? Or is there something that can, can watch this for me? Because I can't be out there all day with the hose, Scott. You're asking a lot of me. I, I, ideally, ideally, you'd have time sprinklers, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what what it's like up there I, when i did it i was in california and every house you lived in had time sprinklers so oh uh, wow on the east coast though that's a that's a luxury that's on the on the west coast that's just everybody has it regardless of your your social economic status but here it's a luxury item on the east coast oh no see i'm in lancaster pennsylvania and the only luxury item that we get here is that if you want uh free manure there's plenty of horse shit all over the street because the amish <laughs> Just let their horses crap all over the place, and for some reason, don't feel obligated to pick it up. Yeah, I used to live. I lived near Lancaster for about a year. Um, oh no, where? Like Downington, Downington, PA. Yeah, absolutely. Near, my sister lives over like, there. Yeah, yeah. We lived. I lived there for my wife and I lived there for about a year. She did an internship at uh, the VA hospital there. So yeah, I know that. I know the area. I saw plenty of horses. Saw plenty of Amish. It's it's a uh, that's a. Uh, they're 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 a type of person. I can tell you that. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I agree. They are a type of person. <laughs> they are. There's no dispute in that. All right. So, all right. Enough of um, my normal bullshit. Let's talk about your bullshit. Let's talk about why I'm calling you guys because uh, you guys are both members of Tooth and Claw. You've got a new record yeah. coming out May 21st, right? Yeah. Yeah on good fight music um 
And it's you've had a couple you've had a couple of songs out there. I think you got three quote unquote singles. Yeah. Right. Think- so so people are aware of what's coming. This isn't a total surprise, but as as far as I know, this is a this is a pretty new project. Um, where tell me about where Tooth and Claw came from? Because from what I understand, this is something that's that's new as as like within a year or so. It's been about a year. Yeah, a little over. I I had had the I have had some of the songs for not you know not not super long, but a longer you know probably maybe two years, a couple of them. Um, and I had just been, I don't know, kicking around the idea of trying to get something going. And I think once this whole COVID thing happened, it really kind of gave me no excuse to not um, do it anymore. And so, and I had always had the idea like, oh, I'll ask Daniel, you know, at some point when things start to slow down with some of the other things, I'll ask Daniel if he want to do this thing with me. And then the COVID thing happened, and which I, I didn't know that. Actually slowed you know, so. no, he didn't know. I, yeah, I had never, I had never <laughs> even. Well, yeah. I, even I, I just thought, I just had kept thinking, like, well, I'll ask him at some point. You know, I'll get to it, and then, you know, things, just, life just kept popping up, and I didn't. But then, yeah, COVID shut everything down, and I was presented with nothing but time. So, I reached out to him, and he can tell his version of the story from there, I suppose. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Well, you know, it's funny, and people don't really know this. um, I was an auditioner for Sect. Okay. Um, Die Young and uh, Catharsis did some shows when Catharsis kind of got back together. And uh, Jimmy, who's also in Tooth and Claw, uh, who plays in Catharsis still, um, he said him and Scott were working on this this band that was going to be you know kind of kind of crusty you know and um me and uh a few people tried out for that band and um i think i I think i made the final cut but you know i got beat up by chris colahan which is there's no shame in that um yeah and that was the point that was hearing what you did on there that was the thing that made me be like all right there's something these songs that i'm working on those will those will if daniel will have them i'd like to work with him there so yeah you're right i forgot about that part of it that is the that was the catalyst that kind of led me to be like well i'll ask daniel at some point yeah so i mean that started kind of this whole relationship with uh me working so i didn't get picked and, and chris got picked and i was booking for a company called state of mind touring um, yeah. as a booking agent just on the side and uh, the dude said well hey <laughs> you're not going to be in the band but do you want to be our booking agent and I was like yeah sure man that'd be fine you know <laughs> so I worked with them for I don't know a year year and a half like when their first album came out and they started playing shows I was their booking agent and we so we, we Scott and I talked quite a bit back then you know like we had met before but we hadn't you know talked regularly but it was in the air. Um, it was it was in the air between what? you. There was there was uh, <laughs> there there was chemistry. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, yeah. I mean, he's he's uh, despite what everybody said about him, uh, he's a funny guy. He's he's easy to get along with. Despite my better attempts, but despite my better yeah, attempts, come off like a, like yeah. a complete asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and then, you know, Diane and Sec did some shows together, so we got to hang out even more. And um, that was, you know, I mean, it was just always a cool vibe. And um, uh, we hadn't spoken in a while because uh, I had got out of the booking game. It just, um, I just, I had some, I put I put out a, a book in like 2018, and I didn't really have time for a, a side gig like that because now, now, like, promoting my, my own stuff was taking eating up my time. And, uh, yeah, at some point, you know, like, you know, we just kind of didn't talk so much. And so when, when COVID happened, uh, I just got an email one day. Hey, man, I was thinking about doing this new band. And I, was, I was like, oh, shit, I thought I missed my chance. <laughs> this is cool. Sure. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, think so, I did um, say, I, I think I did tell you at one point when uh, during a set conversation something about, like, Hey, I have songs, man. At some point, I want to get them off the ground. I think I had mentioned it, but you may have very much been like, "Oh, whatever." You know, that's that's what that's what people say to be nice or something. But no, it was real. I, I really did mean it. <laughs> I can't. I don't recall it. I'm not saying you didn't. We're both old and forget things. So um. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was completely it was completely out of my mind, you know. And I thought, you know, I mean, let's let's be real. At your age, you're kind of crazy to start a new band. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so and me and me too. I mean, I'm not that much younger than you. So like, uh, I didn't, I didn't ever expect uh, to have another opportunity. I thought sex was going to be the uh, the opportunity, and I didn't get it. You know, and um, but but I'm very happy about this one because I mean, uh, Dan, have you have you heard the record yet? Yes, I've heard it all. Like the whole thing? S- several times. Yes, yeah, specifically yeah. today. Oh, cool. <laughs> no, but yeah, I've, I've, okay, cool. well, I've yeah, been listening yeah. to it. I've been listening to it for like a week, a week or two, uh, whenever I came over to me. But yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. So I'm pretty familiar. I mean, like it's, it, it's different for stuff we've, we've both done. So, um, I'm excited about that. It's been, it's been a fun outlet just to, to try new things. I'd also agree that it's different. And, um, I'm curious. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know why it's different, but people who will be hearing this don't necessarily know why it's different yet. Can you explain what the difference, what you think the big differences are between Tooth and Claw and, uh, I don't, and all the other shit that you guys have done? Scott, you go first. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I think musically it's, I mean, it certainly touches on things and places that I've been before. Sure. But it, it 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 focuses a bit more on um, like a, a specific thing that I never really felt I accomplished all that well, which was just kind of in, like you know doing a good job of imparting like imagery just through the sound, you know, like having it be real like like Gamora season NZ, I guess is the closest I ever got to it with Earth Crisis, where you know it's it's got just like a really dark vibe to it. Um, and, and, and just the music invokes a feeling and emotion a little bit, not that all music doesn't, but, you know, I'm trying to be a little bit more like ambient sounds and, and things like that with it, like soundtracky in a, in a, in a way, I guess. Um, you know, it, it definitely fits a, like the whole album sonically fits a mold as opposed to like, I think a lot of the other stuff I've done, each song is its own kind of vibe to it. Whereas I'm with this record, I was trying to have an entire theme, uh, you know, emotionally, like over over the whole thing. I think that's that was the different perspective I was coming from with it. I suppose. I got yeah, you. I mean to sum that up, I I would say what I tell people 
is that this is our European goth metal band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when we yeah. talk about <laughs> like, um, oh, this part reminds me of, you know, At the Gates or uh, Paradise Lost and bands like that. It's, I mean, those are the names that come up a lot when we talk about these songs, like those kinds of bands, you know, like gothic, yeah. just gothic metal, um, essentially. Yeah. 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 That was definitely like a, the vibe that I, that I was intending. And yeah, it, 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 it is a better fit, I think for, uh, for Daniel too, because he understood all those references. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think a lot of, a lot of people that I would have talked to either wouldn't have been down for those references when I said something like, Hey man, I want to have like a real paradise lost kind of vibe. I think there's a lot of people from, you know, our world that would have been like, one, who is that? I, I, or two, I don't like that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, but, but he was like, oh, dude, I love Paradise Lost. And, you know, and, you know, it, just bands of that, of that world, My Dying Bride and stuff like that. So he, um, I, this is definitely a, a better fit, I think, than like a sect. Because I'm an, I'm an odd man yeah. sect too. I don't really, I don't, I, I'm. I don't really understand that world, the sect world, as much as I'm the I'm the weird guy in the band that the, that everyone has to be like, dude, you're not really doing that right, you know, which is totally different and weird for me, you know, because usually I'm like driving the boat, you know, with with stuff I do, but yeah, I take a real backseat role in sex, so I'm the odd man out there too. So I I, I think that this was definitely a better fit, I, I think, for Daniel. Well, I can. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dan. No, I I agree. Like when he sent me the first couple songs, I was like, "Oh shit, I I have so many ideas for like doing not only something that I felt comfortable doing, but something that I couldn't do in any other project I've done." You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, I, I I think that's one of the cool things for both of us with this is like there's nobody telling us no right to maybe these things that we that we both these these territories we both wanted to explore before but we had like barriers that either other band members or just like a genre specific thing that we're like ah, oh, we can't really do that but with this it was like man we can do you want you want to have some like chanty vocal part sure let's do it you know you want to have like some keyboard synthy stuff let's do it you know like nobody was telling us no and we were both we both were fans of that type of thing so it, it worked out really well I, I agree. And I hear that's I hear those influences that you're talking about, you know, clear as day. Um, and so it's it took me a bit to get it, not get it. Uh, I say it took me a bit to hear it because I was listening to it wrong. I was listening to it uh, like kind of half ass. Uh, it was just on while I was working. And then I and then I was able to like put on headphones and go for a run. And then I could hear those the parts you're talking about the eerie parts which which i after hearing it that way then i can hear them everywhere but you know it was something i missed the first run yeah. one or two runs through and um I, I i totally hear the the paradise lost and i totally hear the you know the my dying bride um it made me think then i was like daniel you have a very distinct uh vocals you know vocal delivery like his and i was like yeah damn and I made, it made love me go. Or hate him. No, I, mean, I love him, but it made me go back. <laughs> it made me go back to Die Young uh, to to hear what like did Die Young sound like? I remember it sounding, and I think it was the first time where I realized Die Young was there was a, a lot of straight up hardcore in Die Young, and this is there's a lot of just flat out metal and Tooth and Claw. And the, 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 
it was like another step, another metallic step up here with this that I didn't realize until I compared the two. Yeah, you know, I mean, Die Young between 2000, well, you know, when we started in 2002 and, and ended originally in 2009 was mostly a hardcore band with maybe a bit more abrasive vocals than a usual hardcore band would have. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when we came back, we, we started venturing more into metal, but people, I don't know that that stuff didn't really stick. It seems like people just loved when we were more like a straight up hardcore band. But as I've gotten older, and I'm not, I don't mean to diss on hardcore. I just, my headspace for music has gotten more, uh, strangely more, it's geared more towards death metal and folk music. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, like, like really either like ambient head spaces or like really just stripped down raw lyrical content, you know? Um, and, uh, I, I feel like I kind of got to merge both those worlds into what I was trying, what I got to do with the songs Scott wrote, uh, primarily here. And, um, yeah, hardcore, it doesn't really, I mean, I, I think we have a kind of an epic metal vibe going on in these songs, mm-hmm. but the songs are short and punchy like hardcore songs. So I, we're still mixing the best, I think, of both worlds, but it's it's definitely um, a departure from just hardcore. For sure. I, I think I, that's representative of, of, of both of our interests as we get older, too, you know? Yeah, and I, I see it that way as well. I wouldn't, I wouldn't not call it a hardcore record or a hardcore band, but I would definitely call it metal. You know, it's a definitely, definitely the first thing would be metal. Anyway, I get way off track with these with with genre tags and shit and conversations. <laughs> it happens all the time, so this is not a new thing where I'm like, "Whoa, I called this," but it was that, uh, and it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. When it, like like right now, I'm sitting in front of uh, I have my computer and all this shit set up on top of my record collection. And, uh, you know, the whole first row is fucking Opeth records, you know, like, and, and then there's like, like, you know, so metal hardcore, I don't give a shit what it is as long as it sounds good. Um, but, right. but you can get, you, you can go down a rabbit hole with that, the nuances of every genre. And honestly, like, I don't, I'm like, I, I don't, I've never really been able to understand it too much when people, you know, when, when things start breaking off into the sub genres of the sub genres and it's not just the old man talk. Like, I mean, when I was 15, I was like, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, as soon as, as soon as it went beyond like thrash metal, you know, was a genre, I was sort of like, I don't know. It's all, it all kind of falls under that umbrella. And now even if I, if I write a part for a band and somebody's like, I don't know, that sounds kind of new metal. Like I, I don't know what the hell's the difference. You know what I mean? Like I, uh, it usually I, means it's I can't awesome. Tell you what, I can't tell you what makes something sound new metal and what you know. Like if I, I guess like Slipknot's like a new metal band, but if you listen to Slipknot, I mean, there's like straight up death metal parts, right? You know, yeah. So it's like, I mean, it, it's like it's really hard to understand for me. Like I, I always kind of chalk it up to people are there's a bias there going on. And it's like, basically that's when people try to diss something, they throw out a tag, like that's new metal. It's like, okay, you just don't like the part. Right. But let's be honest. I mean, there's, you know, there's bands like uh, from, you know, from Deftones to Korn to, to Slipknot that are doing something. There's moments in there that aren't that different than like Morbid Angel, you know? Mm -hmm. So that, that doesn't necessarily like a catch all for bad. Right. Because it, it's just, I I don't know. Yeah. the, The genre thing, it gets, you can have an entire like podcast about 
that and never ever and you and you know the people that care most about that are just hardcore kids (laughs) that's true that's very very true (laughs) yeah it's true yeah yeah, metal metal is is a free forum, you know. Like metal people that get into metal, they don't really care what kind of metal; they just care if it speaks to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. that's a great point. You know, to 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 limit yourself to like I only I only you know like grindcore or I only like you know death metal or I've never knew anybody that only liked one of those genres of music. They they all kind of just fall under the metal category to me, you know, but. And, and it's I like going back to what Daniel was kind of saying about die young and uh, you know it, it progressing. I, I think the way I've always kind of looked at it is like hardcore kids like it when I think the bands aren't really pulling off what they're attempting to pull off. There's that like phase where like you know when we were 15 or 16 or 17, we were like we wanted to be straight up metal bands, you know, like the bands I was in. I thought, I didn't realize that we sounded hardcore, right? But Because we weren't really pulling off what I wanted to. When I look back in hindsight, that's not really what we wanted to sound like or what we thought we sounded like. Mm-hmm. You know, now when you look back, you're like, oh, there's, you know, it's an, it, and I don't say this in, in a negative way, it, but it, it, there's an immaturity to it. And then as you kind of progress and mature and you start accomplishing sonically what you wanted to, that's when, that's when there's like a shift and people are like, Oh wait, they've kind of matured. They've become uh, like a metal band. So they're like with hardcore, there is like a, people kind of like the immature in between phase of, I think a lot of bands, you know, they, they don't, they don't like it when you've actually accomplished, I think what you were trying to, they like it when you were on your way there, which is, I like bands like that too. You know, there's because there's something magical about that in between, you know, that's yeah, when you raw, kind of get you know? something original. Yeah, there's something yeah. where you did something somewhat original in there. Because yeah, we just wanted to be, you know, like when I was younger, the bands, we just wanted to be Slayer, or we wanted to be Carcass, or we wanted to be... But we weren't pulling that off at all. But we were doing something, ended up being kind of our own, you know? So I think I think that's where that comes into play a little bit. And then when you come back and you're a little bit more mature and you're a little bit more well-versed as like a player and understand how to pull off the things you wanted to, that's when all of a sudden you've crossed that line where you're not that you're not that middle ground anymore. That's that's yeah. like the most intelligent thing anybody's ever said about genres as far as as far as this podcast goes. <laughs> Way to go. Well, uh, I, I popped my own collar. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> God, you make me feel stupid. Um, yeah, that's I, look, I was worried about that with talking to you guys because um because when I talk to people who know what they're talking about, I always worry that they're going to make me sound stupid and make me look stupid. And uh, you're doing a good job of that, so I appreciate. It. That's good for me. That's good for this. So don't worry. I, I have I, I have no idea what I'm talking about. You can ask anybody around me. I I will talk. I, I will talk, but it doesn't mean I have any idea what I'm talking about. You just have to say it confidently. That's all. That's all. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, so you guys, so we mentioned, uh, obviously, you've all been part of, you've both been a part of several projects and, uh, and well-known ones at that. Um, when, I, when I asked a friend of mine uh, who's a very big Earth Crisis fan if uh, he had heard Tooth and Claw yet, he said, uh, I, 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 think it is, I think this is the exact quote, um, yes, pre-ordered already, Scott Krause could fart on a guitar and I'd buy it. <laughs> So oh, shit, I that, that now now that kind of thing I don't hear too much. It's more like what Daniel was telling me. Hey, uh, my friend told me uh, he thought you were an asshole for ten years because of how you acted on your DVD. 
All right. That, now that I'm used to hearing, but I prefer I prefer what you just said any day of the week. So thank you. Well, I think you I think you should look into an opening an OnlyFans account if that's the way things are out there for you. You know, man, whatever it takes. I, I'm not opposed to that. I'm not above it in any way. Uh, I, I've I've been talking to friends about trying to get them to open OnlyFans. Maybe you're right. Maybe I should open an OnlyFans. It's the universe. I'll give it a go. Yeah, it's talking back yeah. to you. Um, <laughs> No, so, okay, so, um, so yeah, oh, there's there's a there's a lot going on. Well, you you mentioned that the musically, it's this album is pretty cohesive. It, it all sounds like it belongs together. Uh, Daniel, for lyrically, did did you write all the lyrics to this? And is this is that the same thing for you lyrically? Are you following a theme song to song, or is this just one song to the other? Well, there was a there was a general premise with how these lyrics should be written because you know um like when i auditioned for sect um it was it was actually requested that i write something like path of resistance but like more vegan mm-hmm. you know so just like ultra vegan militant um and you know that's not like a very uh, emotional or spiritual place to write lyrics from it's very like you know righteous you know yeah um and whereas this was meant to be more introspective uh symbolic metaphorical um give the listener and the reader leeway to make their own meaning of it which i don't think either of us have had uh the opportunity to do in a band before right scott no we've always been in bands proclaiming things <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. yeah, we were. Te- yeah, we're telling you what what to think, as opposed to. Yeah, we've always been telling people what to think. That's why people hate it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're telling you. We're um, telling you how to live your life, and now we're now we're asking you to. I don't know. What do you, What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. It's like a midlife crisis. <laughs> um. So so yeah. When when we came up with this one, it was like yeah, these songs, man. Like they. They really, I mean, there's a lot of, um, musically, there's a lot of layers, there's a lot of depth, kind of like you are explaining when you went running and then you heard the other layers mm-hmm. and you got a new perspective of what it's supposed to feel like, right? Right. And and that's what I like about these songs. It's like, um, I usually sit with a track Scott sends me. I mean, sometimes I come up with all the lyrics in a night. Um, sometimes it takes me a, f- a few weeks to, to nail them. Um, but I try, I yeah, I, I tried to follow the feeling um, since, you know, we're not trying to dictate how people live their lives in this band, which, <laughs> which I think some of our fit are like the people that have followed us in earth crisis, die young sex, path resistance. They might be disappointed <laughs> that we're not. Yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. We, we're, people, we're are not. people are expecting to be told what to do. And we're like, yeah, we're, we're, we're showing them, you know, like strange videos and you know well they should know what to do by now you guys have been clear they should know by now we because yeah we know what to do for ourselves by now we don't it's like you're empty you're empty nesters you you know you got you taught them everything you can teach them now you want to tell i mean dude we laid we laid out the perfect path of life for these people we don't need to keep doing that i mean we've already told them we've already told them exactly what they need to do to have a perfect life why are they why do they want more? What else do they want? <laughs> <laughs> now we want to. Well, now we basically want them to go into the mire 
of their own soul and question what the hell they're doing with their lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want them to, we want them to really think, think for themselves. Jokes on you, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's time yeah. to think for yourselves yeah, want, and figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now we want you to go. Is this really the right thing? Like, is this really where my soul should be headed? Is this is this my spiritual path? It's it's like like go back to the Amish. It's like a straight edge vegan uh, rum springer. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so so you guys, but, yeah, but yeah. I mean, uh, ultimately, it was kind of just like these songs are meant to be explorations. And when I think about writing lyrics and that kind of concept the first band i thought of was like neurosis mm-hmm. you know it's very archetypal symbolic you can make your own meaning of it and and really the song the music gives you a feeling and i wanted the lyrics and the vocals to complement the feeling so yeah. um, i think you did, even a, though, I think like, you did a great job yeah cool. you really did that well so. because yeah when i when i would when i would get the stuff i mean it yeah lyric like obviously sitting there listening to a line a line and over and over again i really got to know the lyrics quite well and uh it really did like yeah you did a you did a really good job of interpreting uh the vibe that i was putting out there yeah no i I, i'll I'll third that Um, cool. So, so with with you guys, like I know you, you explained how you two got involved here. How did the other two members, Ka- uh, Cameron and uh, Jimmy, get involved? How did you end up adding people from the Carolinas? That's where I live. Oh, so oh. I, my, yeah. You're hard to pin down. Damn it, Scott. You're hard to pin yeah. down. It's New York. It's California. Yeah. It's it's Downington. Now it's the Carolinas. I can't keep track. Yeah. Yeah, I've, well, my wife went to grad school, so I've been all over the country for a period of, for for like ten years. But I've been here for a while. I've been outside of Raleigh for about eight years now. Um, but yeah, so every band that I do is, and I think Daniel has this issue too, where it's just people spread out all over the place. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew already, obviously, Daniel was going to be in another state. So ideally, I'd like to have people that are close, so there could be you know, practice situations. Cause that's always, it's just such a nightmare with people living all over. You got to fly people in and you know, that, that first show, if you play a weekend, it always is a little bit like, I don't know, did we practice enough kind of thing? You know? So the, dr- the dream over the last few years has been like, Oh, wouldn't it be great to have semi local people? And Jimmy lives in town with me and, um, I know him very well. Uh, and, uh, and we play in bands together and, so he was a no-brainer to, to see if he wanted to be involved. And um, Cameron had actually filled in for Sect on a European tour. And I knew he was, like, great, easygoing guy, awesome drummer. Um, so, yeah, it was sort of like, you know, no-brainer. I had always, I had sort of had this blueprint, loose blueprint in my mind of, like, okay, well, I'll ask these people someday if they want to do this, you know. And luckily, it didn't take... I, I, I kind of assumed that somebody would say, ah, oh, no, I'm not into it. But it, luckily enough, everybody I asked was like, yeah, sure, like right off the bat. So it was pretty easy, to be honest. Well, good. Um, and, the, and the cool yeah, thing is, yeah. uh, you know, so I'm in Texas, but my, my dad lives in North Carolina. So whenever the band right. has <laughs> had a photo shoot or a video shoot, I've just flown out and visited my dad. Made a, yeah, you know. yeah, it, it is nice. There's a tie there, so you know it actually yeah. it makes it a little bit easier than if you were just coming to a random place. So yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, that it, makes a lot idea, more sense. The idea was like, 
yeah the idea was like okay like you know when the day comes and, and you know knock on some wood there that you know we can play shows um it'll be it'll be that much easier with only like one person having to fly in yeah 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 well that, that again that make that makes a lot more sense i wasn't aware of that um uh, and it, but it, but it's so it's so common now for bands to have members from all over the place. So it wouldn't have been crazy if you yeah. were wherever you're at, and you know whatever. But I, I got distracted there a little bit because I heard um, what do they call them a flock of geese. There's a flock of geese in somebody's yes. background. Okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, there was a ge- yeah there was geese flying over my head. Yeah. I'm in my backyard. And yeah. I like, I yeah. know I know you guys love animals. I know you know all that. But can we make an exception here? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to. I would have. I would have muted it because I muted a couple of the geese when they flew over. Already, it's, it's, I'm telling you, I got. I got two kids, so the, it's either the geese or you go inside and there's kids screaming at each other, like playing Fortnite and stuff. You know, so here's here's the thing though. It's and one it, or the other. Yeah, but I'm used to. I got. I got a geese problem and a kid problem here too, so I understand. Uh, it's it's all right. There you but, go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Yeah, but okay. So, so tell me. Yeah, we talked about the you know the the theme of the sound of the record, but there's some interesting cover art on on the album here. What is what the hell is happening here, and who did this? <laughs> uh, well, that's that's a fellow pencils. What, what do you call people who live in Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania attractive, right? You just call them attractive. Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's uh, Jeremy Hush. You know, uh, he's an artist from Philadelphia, and uh, somebody Scott Scott brought to me my my attention. Yeah, I I, I knew him. I I had I had become familiar with him from my uh, a friend of mine uh, does a record label where they, he does like a lot of spoken word um, horror stuff, and it's called Cadabra Records, and he. Jeremy Hush does a lot of the artwork for his stuff, so I had seen through his, through my friend's label Jeremy Hush's art. Oh, okay, it's interesting. I mean, I see a man with another man's head. I assume it's another man's head. Um, <laughs> nobody ever identifies that, right? But if that was a woman's head, we'd have a problem. Uh, Just... I mean, it would be it would be understandable. I mean, people would be like, somebody finally said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, you're walking on thin ice there. <laughs> yeah, we, I'm trying to get those haters on, yeah. you know, yeah. after the band. Yeah, I'm trying to get those, uh, the hate likes. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so, um, you, you know, like, this this album, conceptually, is, is about, you know, it's called Dream of Ascension, and um, it's really kind of a take on existential ideas like Camus, like Albert Camus, Myth of Sisyphus. And, uh, you know, you know the actual myth of Sisyphus? Do I? Is yeah. It, no, I don't. No. Okay, well, it's an essay Camus wrote, and... He, he says basically the main philosophical question that people should think about is whether or not they should kill themselves. And uh, because like Sisyphus, we just roll the boulder up, up the mountain our whole lives and it rolls back down and we have to roll it back up. So you've got like a warrior guy who's been through hell <laughs> and he's looking up the sky after winning the war. And he's just kind of like, what's next? <laughs> 
and it doesn't look like whatever's next is going to be great for him, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Cover. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, I actually tried to write life-affirming lyrics in this project, whereas Die Young, just by the name, I mean, like, it wasn't a lot of life-affirming stuff. I think a lot of people didn't like the band because it's like, damn, that shit's gloomy, you know? Like, um, Whereas this band is more about like the primal struggle of existence or like trying to find the reasons why <laughs> keep going, you know? And, and we wanted like, you know, something that looked metal, something that could kind of encapsulate that feeling of struggle. And, um, there might not be a better horizon in, in a sense. It's, Everything's uncertain, you know, the pain of uncertainty, I guess, is kind of what I wanted to capture with that, that cover art. And I, I don't know, you know, but again, it's, I like to leave it open to people's interpretation. So if they look at it and see something else, I think that's cool too. Well, do you, do yeah, you, it's a very, very, uh, telling to, you know, very speaks to mm. the times as well, right? I mean, everyone should be able to, uh, you know, regardless of what music genre you're, you're in, you know, involved in or listen to, like, you should be able to, appreciate that theme right in current times right now you know people are always asking those questions to everybody i'm sure we've all been faced with them like you know what what when are you going to play shows again when are you going to do this again and it's the uncertainty no one can give an answer to any of these things now right it's like we're all living in this and it makes everybody feel uncomfortable it's making everybody feel crazy you know you can't answer anything definitively everything's like i don't know i, I maybe i hope you know, a lot of people have just given up even wanting to talk about things like that. So, yeah, th I think that idea really resonates, especially right now. Well, you know who hasn't given up? Me. So, how do you guys feel about the shows that have been happening lately? And if you could play stuff right now, would you? I personally am not ready to play, I don't think, just yet, but I'm getting pretty close to it. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't condemn any anything anyone's done. I don't think I don't think I'm surprised at, at anyone playing a show. And I also expected, and I think anybody that played a show recently should have expected backlash because no matter what, if, even if it's perfectly safe, even if nothing bad happens uh, from the show, you're the first one back, right? Mm -hmm. So people are going to point fingers and throw stones. I, that was bound to happen. Um, I don't take issue with anyone choosing to play a show right now especially when it's people that are like career musicians and you know things like that especially from like our world who were not really paying the bills in the first place and everything was shut down on them you know i mean it's there is a livelihood factor there that they got to get back to the grind you know um i would i would take some issue with the justifications for why <laughs> why people are saying they played the show um but it's personal, you know, that's just like my personal opinion. And I, ultimately I don't, I don't fault anybody for doing what they did. I mean, you got, I, again, I'm not ready to do it, but I can't, everyone else has different thresholds when it comes to this kind of thing. Right. I mean, I'm watching it happen in my neighborhood, right? Like <clears throat> some parents are sending their kids back to school while I'm not ready to send my kid back to school, but you're seeing, you know, it's staggered throughout the neighborhood. Everyone has a different threshold and a different idea of when something's safe and when something's not. And who am I to be the police and tell people you shouldn't be sending your kid back to school yet. And I, I feel like the shows is the same thing. You know, people waited. It's, it's been 
a, a long period of time and I'm surprised, honestly, that people waited this long to play shows. I kind of expected this to be happening a lot sooner. Yeah, people are people have been losing their minds. You know, um, I've had two friends that that were in prominent bands in Texas this past year who died. <laughs> and I think if they if they could have played shows, um, they would still be here. You know, and I'm not saying yeah. that we should have yeah. had shows all this time. But, you know, for, for those of us who uh, we don't go to church, I mean, this kind of mass gathering is, is, is the connection we need to recharge ourselves. And um, people are going to get hurt either way, whether whether they get sick from infecting each other in person or whether they're stuck at home wanting to kill themselves because they're not around people getting recharged with that, that human energy, you know? And, um, and that's, that's my thing. I I don't think you can take issue with somebody wanting to do the shows. We all knew they were going to come back, you know. But the, I think some of the places I feel like people stepped in it a little bit was some of these real loose, weird justifications as to why they did it. Instead of just instead of just leaving it at, hey, we were ready, we wanted to. It, it started kind of being like political justifications, which is like at that point, I'm like, well, that's kind of a cop out. You got everyone just wanted to play a show, right? This wasn't some sort of statement, right? right. You know, I mean, that, right. like that—that's the part. That's the part of it where I'm like, all right, too far. You know, this wasn't this wasn't some sort of political stance. It, it was just everybody wanted to play a show. Leave it at that. And I don't think too many people can take too much issue with that, really. But when you start getting into the political justification aspect of it and stuff, it's like, eh, don't. That's the only yeah, part I. It's have just annoying. <laughs> More than yeah. anything, it's just yeah. annoying. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, I just that, that's the only thing I could criticize is that aspect of it. But yeah, playing a show, I mean, it was it's going to happen. I mean, whether you're ready for it or not, just like I wasn't ready for my everyone in my neighborhood to start sending their kids back to school. I mean, my kids play with these kids, and all of a sudden that that ups my chances of exposure and all that. But that's how the world was, right? So I, I had no choice but to just roll with the punches when that happened. And I feel like shows and things reopening is going to be the same thing. Like there's not, there's going to be people that aren't ready. And sadly you live in this world and things are going to reopen and you're just going to have to roll with the punches. Yeah. I I, I think I'm with the whole, let's let, let people do what they want to do. Months and degrees really. Yeah. You know, like what's the, I almost kind of feel like what's the difference right now versus fest in September like giant fests that people are having in September right? in California well, and New yeah. York, like, which are like the big hot spots, you know, it's like, it's not that yeah. much of a difference really in terms of uh, risk. No, again, I think a lot of the thing people took to was with some of the, some of the pol- alleged political justifications as to why it happened as if it was some sort of protest or, you know, things like that. I think that's where people really started getting upset. I think if people just left it at the fact that, hey, we wanted to play a show, I think that would have been, people wouldn't have had much to say. Because, I mean, everyone's dealing with this on some level. Or like I said, you're watching people reach a threshold that you haven't reached yet. Everyone's, everyone understands that by this point. If, if, they, if they don't, they should. But, yeah, when you start making these weird, like, you know, we did it as a stance, you know, kind of thing. Come on, that wasn't what this was about, you know? <laughs> Well, that's totally fair points, and I and I like I like what you're saying. I I, I think I agree with everything you're saying as well. Um, the but speaking of to to move on to just something else. So speaking of just 
I don't know, people's opinions and reactions. Um, we talked a little bit about uh, what the reaction has been so far with the songs you guys have put out. And so far it's been good because, well, at least you haven't heard anything bad, right? Um, but uh, but when you, when, you, when you get set to release this record in, what, 20 days and uh, you can't at this like, point like 10. 10 that's 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 math that's how it works yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um when 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 you can't tour when you can't do anything else what are what are you most looking forward to with the whole release of dream of ascension is because uh, and do you do you and, and i'll throw this on here too do you anticipate tooth and claw to be a band that does tour when the time is when when you can um, I think uh, Daniel and I have talked about it, and I think we're we're pretty limited in our capabilities. Like we, I think shows absolutely um, tour. You know, mod- modern day tour is different than I think what Daniel and I know of is the word tour. So like, right. I mean, I see bands always announce like, oh, they're doing a tour, and it's you know, five shows. I'm like, oh well, shit, I still tour then. You know, <laughs> I didn't think I did, but you know, but yeah, when you're only doing little runs, like that's totally possible. Um, but we want to absolutely. I mean, I'd love to play these songs live, and I think that's the most frustrating thing for me. Is like by this point, you know, when you're doing a record and you're doing a band, I mean, you'll have got together and hashed them out in a room, and, and you know what that vibe is like. And we're still kind of yet to have done that, and I'm excited to do it because I I have high expectations of what that <laughs> that will be like when we're all in the room together. But yeah, it's a little. It's, it takes the wind out of your sails a little bit to know that you haven't done that and not know when you're going to be able to do that. Um, so, I mean, we're just kind of waiting, you know, to see to see when our opportunities are there for us to do it and when we're all comfortable doing it, too. You know, that's, that's a big part of it. You know, like, uh, I don't really know where, like, guys like Cameron and Jimmy's heads are at as far as their comfort level. Like, would, you know, would they be ready to play shows in September? Well, I'd be. I, I think it'll just depend on when the world what the world looks like at that moment because i think we've all realized by now like just because it looks like you're headed out of the woods doesn't necessarily mean you're headed out of the <laughs> headed out of the woods so three months from now it could be a completely different world so it's hard to hard to say but i think we're all looking forward to the the idea that we get to do that when we get to do that yeah i um I mean, I think for now, uh, I just want people to be able to listen to it and try to get acquainted with it. I, I hope that it captures people's attention enough to where they, they actually get to delve into it and, and, and try to understand it or make some meanings for the songs themselves. So I think they're very meaningful songs um, if you connect with them and get try to interpret them, you know. Um, so for now, I'm happy to talk about it. Like, you know, this is cool. And... Um, you know, I mean, it's it's exciting to re- to release something. Uh, it's I think this is the first time I've ever released something and haven't been able to go out and play to support it, and that's weird. Yeah, but or just um, even yeah, even even have that enjoyment of getting together in the room and running through the songs and you know getting that feeling like that's yeah that that part of it I really miss. I mean, I think I'll be happy with just a practice. I'd be like, all right, cool, we did it. You know, <laughs> yeah. we did it. <laughs> But I think also, like what you said, yeah, people listening to it, I think, like kind of what we've been talking about, I think the goal and and what I hope we pulled off is it's something that, you know, a lot of hardcore bands, it's like 90% of the the deal is live, right? It's like, it's just all a vehicle to get you to that live show. 
but I, I hope and what the intention was was that this is actually like something you can sit down and enjoy listening to as well. It's not just the idea of I can't wait to see this live. It's oh I actually enjoy listening to this. You know, like you like you mentioned, it has layers to it. Things I didn't catch maybe the first or two times through, I I figured out the third time through, you know. So that's the hope for me that that it's actually something that is enjoyable to listen to and not just maybe a vehicle for like a live show so kids can, you know, jump on each other, which I hope that happens too. But, you know, I hope right. it's a little more. You know, you, you know, uh, this is the first record, like we were saying before, that uh, we're, we're not like <laughs> proclaiming our beliefs. And I, yeah. I'm, I'm interested <laughs> to see, I mean, it's kind of an experiment. Like how will people interpret this? Like what meanings will they make for it? You know, because once they have it, it's theirs. It's not ours anymore, you know? Um, yeah. We're not really very clear about what we are saying with this band. It's cause, because I want people to make their own meanings for it. Uh, yeah, yeah, versus, that, was the, that was the idea. I mean, that's that's absolutely yeah. what we discussed, you know? Was let's let's yeah. have something, you know, let's do something different than, than you know, we've already, we've already talked to people about animal rights and, and straight edge. And not that there's not room for that, especially in this climate still, you know, like, you know, race issues and things like that. I mean, it's super important and I hope bands continue to talk about it and I will be in bands that continue to talk about it. But I think with this, it was just a different avenue. We wanted to try something different. And, uh, I think, I don't know. I feel I'm super proud of it. I feel like we really kind of both put ourselves out there and did something different that hit the mark. I mean, I think we landed on exactly kind of what I hoped it would be. So, well, I'd have to I have to agree again. I feel like I've agreed with everything you guys said. I'm not just saying that to pander. I actually agree with you. Um, <laughs> as, as we mentioned before, we are we, we've already told people how to live their lives. So, I mean, you of course you would agree with. <laughs> yeah, we've been we've been correct thus far in our in our 46 40, you know, years of life. I don't know, guys. I just finished a beer in this conversation, so I might have. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just never in the flock, but I'm pretty but close to it. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. All right. Um, all right. But no. We didn't, get you, we didn't get you all the way. All right. <laughs> no. No. I've been, I've been led astray as well, a youth. Well, well, here's the thing. I mean, here's the perfect thing. Well, we have the perfect band for you. It's called Tooth and Claw. Right? It's not <laughs> telling you that you're a bad person, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate the risk, man. <laughs> yeah, just appreciate the risk, dude. <laughs> I, and I have been, and and I hope others will as well, because I think it's I think it deserves the appreciation, um, guys. I I really like this album, and I really like having this conversation with you. And there was a bunch of other silly jokes and things I was going to say, and I can't remember them at this point. It might be that beer. See. Um, but <laughs> but uh but but I don't know is there any any last things you want to touch on 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 tooth and claw and dream of ascension or, or anything um before we we uh, end this one out I, I I think I've probably dug a deep enough hole for myself as it is thank you I'll, I'll, I'll bow out very <laughs> <at this point. laughs> yeah it comes out uh may twenty first and uh through good fight music and um well. We're not saying anything definitive about the vinyl. People have been asking about the vinyl, but we heard that it will be pretty much on time. I didn't even see that there was a vinyl option. Where's that at? 
Well, yeah, the vinyl isn't up for pre-order right now because, uh, you know, it's been a nightmare for a lot of labels. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. To try to... So Good Fight, you know, they had a lot of experience where they finally kind of figured doing a pre-order for vinyl was useless. Mm-hmm. So they didn't want to be like, yeah, we think it's coming out this day, but now you got to wait four more months, you know? Um, they just said, we're once... once they ship out the door and we know when we'll have them. That's when we're going to put them up on the, in the web store. But, um, that day will be pretty soon. So that's, yeah, that's good. Yeah. News it's, that we looking, got today. it's looking yeah. in a positive direction as far as vinyl goes. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be super pretty. Yeah. <laughs> as, I'd expect, <laughs> I'd expect nothing less. Um, the, 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 but you know, that, that's a good point with the vinyl. And I, now that you're saying that, I think I remember maybe it was Carl saying something about that specifically for your record. And, uh, and I don't know. Yeah. It's a, it's probably a smart move. I've got pre-orders that I've been waiting on for, I don't even know. I don't know what, I don't know what I ordered on vinyl yeah, anymore. People, people I, like, forget. Yeah. They're like, shit, there's just money yeah. on the toilet. Yeah. But it will. Well, it's, a, it's a nightmare. Yeah. It's a nightmare for bands too, because you know, you're like, as the band, you're constantly getting the you know the direct line to the the, the purchaser, mm-hmm. and so they're just constantly hitting you up. They're like, "Dude, I I pre-ordered you know last month, and I just went to the store and I found it there. You know, I want to cancel my pre-order." And you're like, "Dude, I have nothing to do. Like, I have nothing to do with this." You know, <laughs> so I, I appreciated Good Fight's approach, where they were just like, "We're not going to we're not going to burden you with it. We're not going to burden ourselves with it. When the vinyl's up, we'll just say, hey, vinyl's up today.' You know, instead of like this anticipation and because yeah, the, the the vinyl delays were real a couple of years ago, and with all this stuff, it's the, the the pandemic and whatnot, it's gotten even worse. So, hey, well, you guys have figured that. Well, your you and your group have figured out a good way around it, or at least to deal with it. And I think that's that's pretty cool. Everybody's uh, figuring out their own shit and making sense of it, especially. I don't know. It's it's like like we mentioned several times. Like I talk about all the time on on this podcast is that uh, these are this is a weird era and uh, whatever works works. And this <laughs> dream of ascension works. I can tell you that. How about that? Well, let's end it on that. Let's end it on how good this record is and and how great you guys have been in this conversation. I appreciate you guys taking the time um, and not and not uh, saying mean things to me for once. <laughs> Dude, thanks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been fun. I, this this was actually Daniel and my first uh, tag team podcast, so it's been a fun one. With your with your firstborn too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A, lot, a lot of firsts. It's, yeah. it's a momentous time in our lives. Yeah, it's a celebrate. Don't. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, guys. Have a good night. All right. All right yeah, buddy, you thank too, you. Man. Take care. All right. Later. Bye.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Daniel and Scott of Tooth and Claw. Their debut LP, Dream of Ascension, comes out May 21st through Good Fight Music. You heard the information there at the end about uh, ordering vinyl specifically, but you can pre-order CDs and merch through, uh, through the internet. How about that? How about you go figure out how to do it? You can do it. I believe in you. You found this. The song you just heard was 70 times 7. And I can't do that math. So you're going to have to do it for yourself. How about instead, you do something for me and go to patreon.com slash gettingitoutpodcast and sign up for one of the Patreon tiers. You can get something for free there as long as you give me some money. It's a sweet deal for everyone. Don't think about it too much. Just think about how much you enjoy this show and what I got to offer. You can also go to at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast on Instagram and follow me there or facebook.com slash getting it out podcast. There's a Twitter at getting it out pod. Nothing happens there, but it's there. I think that's it as far as the business and we might as well wrap up this episode here. I got some cool ones lined up. They're already recorded and in the bag and a cool one, a couple cool ones to come. If you got something you want to hear, if you got somebody you want, you think I should have on the show, let me know. I'm always open to those ideas. Email me, dan at gettingitout.net. If you want to send in your music, you want to play it on the podcast, send it to dan at gettingitout.net. I'm going to end this episode with a track that was sent to me at my email, which is dan at gettingitout.net. This song is called COF, and it's from Calgary-based metalcore band From the Flame and their debut album, Zero Tonin. Zero Tonin is out now and available everywhere, so check out From the Flame and go find the rest of the record if you like what you hear. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.
Catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 